What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have really two special guests, uh, close friends, avid fans of my favorite franchise of all time, Alex Battaglia and Joe Ferfari. What's going on, guys? How are you? Very good. Excited to be here. Hi, everybody. Yes, we are excited to be here. We are ready to talk about Kenobi, or should I say General Kenobi? <laughs> well, we're going to be talking about a lot of things all with Star Wars. Um, these guys don't know what I'm going to be asking them. So we're just going to, you know, shoot the shit, you know, get to know each other uh, through this franchise and uh, what we kind of prefer and not prefer. Um, Joe here is pulling the whole uh, Phantom Menace uh, from episode one, you know, not showing his face, keeping it hidden with the whole General Grievous uh, avatar. So we appreciate you, Joe, for showing up in spirit uh, with your voice. And we'll get right into it to talk about the greatest franchise of all time, Star Wars. Do we agree on that or is someone going to object? No, absolutely. Best franchise of all time. Best character of all time. General Mimas for the win. I keep my face in discretion, (laughs) in secret. The man behind the mask, just like General Grievous would. So I'm in character at the moment. Despite loss of webcam, we are are good to go. No one should know my identity. Perfect. We appreciate you, Joe uh, and Alex, for coming on. Um, Star Wars, guys. You know, since its conception by George Lucas in 1977 with the release of the original film, the space opera has captured the imaginations of millions of people with its inventive yet timeless storytelling (laughs) mythology. Now, Star Wars has become a cultural phenomenon spanning multiple decades and across multiple mediums, including television shows, novels, comic books, and video games. So I want to know from you, I'll ask Alex first, how were you first introduced to Star Wars, man? Honestly, man, I don't even remember the first one I watched. All oh, my really? <laughs> I can't remember when I first watched it. I just remember like every day, me and my brother watching like the originals, Attack of the Clones, like every single day watching it. And I think like Battlefront 2 was a, or the first Battlefront. And then the second one were really big things that got me like super into it. But I honestly can't remember what the first thing was that like. So it was like, a multiple, yeah, it was multiple entries like from different kind of media. Yeah, there wasn't like one event that kind of pulled you in. I yeah. went to my cousin's house, watched the fourth. <laughs> Went to my other cousin's house, watched the fifth one. Went home, watched like Phantom Menace or something. Like just kept watching them every day. Like me and, my, me and my brother just like in love with everything Star Wars. Yeah, I had a very similar experience too, like breaking it up, uh, watching it here and there. Uh, but I do have a definitive moment and that was episode three, Revenge of the Sith, because uh, that was the first time I actually sat down and watched it with no distractions and on, you know, uh, how it's truly supposed to be experienced on a big screen. Um, and that one to this day is still my favorite, uh, pulls me in, brings me back. That's why the Kenobi series, I'm, you know, highly excited about it, like a fangirl, because it's like a direct sequel, essentially. Um, and going back to what you were saying is I have, you know, as neighbors live on the same street, I have a fond imagine, uh, memories of us watching that Clone Wars I was discussing with you uh, before the podcast. And not the Clone Wars, the animated version um, that has like six seasons. Um, talking about the one uh, made by, have his name here, Jendi Tartakovsky, uh, an amazing uh, series um, that was short-lived, but raw. just talk about, uh, you know, top-tier storytelling. Um, but thank you for sharing that. Joe, I want to know from you, what introduced you to Star Wars? Well, um, it, it might not be a story that the Jedi would tell you. <laughs> um, if, you've ever heard of, of, if you've ever heard of the story of... Uh, general Mimas, the jedi slayer it's uh, it's quite an interesting tale and it's one that i have personal direct experience with 
But um, I should say that it starts off the story, anyway, in, in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, far, far away from the Milky Way, as, as we would say. Um, I, I was but a youngling that uh, I didn't have any um, mechanical cybernetic uh, implants as, as my <laughs> screensaver would, would, currently, would currently show. At the right, moment. right. Uh, I was but a youngling, uh, debatable as to whether I'm Force-sensitive or not. And uh, The Phantom Menace, I was the prequel era. Um, I was born in the 90s, so I grew up the early 2000s as well for both Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones. As my avatar would show, I have uh, a very, very large interest in the Attack of the Clones in particular, not only just for the movie itself, but also for the animated show and then all the rest of the extended lore, the extended universe. Um, one of the things, actually, now that I'm older, too, is not just the action scenes that I would like when I was, when I was but a youngling and but a Padawan learner. Uh, Jet, maybe Jedi Knight, but not Jedi Master. Okay. Um, I would say, aside from just the action scenes and the cool idea of you know um, lightsabers being pretty much the equivalent of space swords and yeah. Jedi being the equivalent of uh, Buddhist wizards for the most part, yeah, um, it, it, it would be it would actually be now that I'm older an understanding of how the machinations of an actual republican system turns to an imperial system and and the and the ways in which that was done you know a lot of people think that that was maybe more of a more boring talking aspects of the show that was criticized but now that i'm older i'm actually interested in these things i, I actually give george lucas credit for right. actually trying to explain in a, in a in a circumstantial way both behind the scenes with mm-hmm. the machinations of, of politicians such as senator Sheev Palpatine, um, in addition to actual events that play out, such as the Clone Wars, for example, um, and and then how the the end result ended up being the, uh, the 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 Jedi being the traitors that they are, trying to assassinate the Republican senator, the Supreme Chancellor, and as to why this master plan had come to be in a in a legal way to justify it. It's actually very interesting. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe. Uh, I'm actually happy that you brought that up because as you get older, you kind of appreciate um, being an adult. Um, you're more mature to kind of understand the storytelling um, behind the creator and like what he's envisioning for the bigger picture. Um, and you start to see like, especially with The Phantom Menace, like at face value, it might come across boring, but what you don't realize is that uh, they're stepping stones. Um, like he's mapping out, trying to show you like all the events that'll kind of lead after consequentially um, in, you know, the rise of the empire and just kind of like all the moving parts, the logistics that would kind of uh, go together. And, you know, he does it in a methodical way. Like he could have just, you know, gone right into the action and just done like a, a hero story or an anti-hero story in that case. But he kind of wanted to dive into like both, um, you know, the Sith, the Emperor and Anakin Skywalker and him falling to the dark side. So I really, um, yeah, admire that notion and that uh, you appreciate the, that, that uh, piece of that approach to the storytelling. Cause I know a lot of people, especially with these prequels they, they get shit on a lot um but whatever uh it just so happens to be the nature of art uh being subjective but as long as we can agree that we enjoy them uh for what they are um speaking of now film entries into the franchise what entry in the franchise do you consider to be your most favorite or maybe one that's impacted you the most uh, alex i'll start with you i think revenge of the sith yeah i just nice. everything like from the originals to the prequels they just tied everything and just I don't know. I love Hayden Christensen as Anakin. I yeah. love the one for Ewan. Like, I just think like all the characters in it, like Grievous, like the, the whole duel in Mustafar at the end, like 
I think it was a very action-packed movie, but also like it tied everything together, like the whole transformation to Vader, everything. Yeah. I think it was just the perfect movie. I think even the people who originally didn't like the prequels back in the day, I think they've all turned to see how like a lot of people I know like say the Empire Strikes Back is the best one, but I think like a lot of people turned and said, like, all right, the third was actually a very well done movie. Yeah, no, it's it's a, com- a completely different movie. It's it's uh you know, a tragic tale, really. And um, I, I appreciate it for the fact that George Lucas went full force, you know, showing that dark side. I think that's what pulls me into it more and more every time I watch it. Uh, and Anakin Skywalker, like Hayden Christensen's performance. Yeah, a lot of people pick it apart. A lot of people uh, argue it's not the greatest, the most uh, intimidating uh, portrayal. But for me, it, it hits hard. You know, it has all of the nuances, the vulnerability, um, you know, the emotional core that you want. And for God's sakes, like the guy has the look, you know what I mean? Like that's how I would imagine Anakin Skywalker being with the messy hair and, you know, just like the evil eyes and, you know, just a guy that's pulled apart, you know, from both ways. One of my favorite lines in the series and from him, especially, and he's, when he goes, says to his wife, you know, I want more, but I know I shouldn't. And the way it's delivered, it's like, he know, like what's so wrong about being ambitious, but obviously in his eyes, uh, he knows like there's something wrong because as a Jedi, you're not, you're told not to, to stay in, in kind of like uh, your, your, your lane, right? Um, which can be applied if you really want to kind of dive into the whole philosophy of <laughs> Star Wars, can be applied to many areas of, of uh, an individual's life. Like for me, I take that into like when I wanted to pursue my dream as a filmmaker and I would talk that way to my family. Like I want more, you know what I mean? Like I don't want this nine to five corporate life. I don't know how to explain it to you guys. And that's all I'm accustomed to, right? So very, very, uh, yeah, well-spoken, very well said. Uh, I agree with you as well, man. Revenge of the Sith, for sure. That is the one for me. Joe, I want to hear from you, man. What's the one that is closest to your heart? Well, let, let's just say that uh, in honor of uh, General <laughs> Grievous, the, the commander of the, the, the Confederation of Independent Systems, and, um, you know, keep, keeping it real with, with General Mubis. 100%. I, I would say the Clone Wars in general that spans from the second show, I mean, uh, part two of the okay. episode, so Attack of the Clones to okay. Revenge of the Sith. Um, between, oh, wow. the lot, between the two, it would be Revenge of the Sith out of all the six, both uh, original trilogy and prequel trilogy, Revenge of the Sith takes it for me. Uh, it, it, it does the honorable battle um, with General Grievous and um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which, which, which is found within which is definitely something that uh, we have to give, you know, the prequel memers mass respect to for elevating these movies to, to, yeah, 100%. to, the, to the reputation that they rightfully deserve. They um, I, give honor, yep. I give honor to my fellow droids, to my fellow um, Roger Roger, to the, <laughs> uh, the actual attack droids that are much better. Um, the uh, Oga? The only thing I can the only thing I can say to that is um, in respects to the sequels, um, what was it? Oh no, it was not even the sequels because because they're just a, a different uh, bunch altogether. But there was that spinoff, that Han Solo spinoff when when that travesty of the robot said, "But what about droid rights?" Oh yeah, you know, can, can, can we can yeah. we can we get some droid rights for for General Grievous <laughs> and and the droid army of the Trade Federation? They're they're just mass conscripted just to fucking die because they're just absolute not not to the best they're they're not spec to the best of the top tier of fighting you know okay they they have no choice but to fight but can we say the same about the clones too the Look, Republic it, indoctrinates their clones two hundred thousand a million more on the way and what they're just supposed to die you know <laughs> do they choose to get conscripted and to fight for the Republic what happens when it turns into the Empire do they just have to say yes sir yes sir 
we're the empire now. The clones are now pro empire, you know? So yeah, yeah no, attack of the clones. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you. You wanted to, 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 to join in on my rants, which I, which I agree with. Well, did you want to add something before I continue? No, no, Joe. I just wanted to say you're, um, you're equal in our eyes. If, if that was the concern about uh, you being general Mimus and not sharing uh, the same equalities, but yeah, for sure. Continue. Uh, your entry uh what what uh, so you're saying the the clone wars it's or is that episode three or is it both well the the, the attack of the clones is this the second episode but the the clone wars continues into the revenge of the Sith, right that the ending right. of the clone wars ends um general grievous has his end on utapau um the trade federation ultimately get assassinated by the newly emerged <laughs> darth vader on mustafar in and of right. itself um, the CIS comes to an end. Count Dooku dies in the third movie. He's revealed in the second one. You know, so it, ha- it I would say it's it's the, it's the climactic um, importance of both the original trilogy and the, the prequel trilogy as it relates to the shifting between Republic to Empire, but also the hold of the galaxy between, sorry, from the Jedi to the Sith, right? Uh, the, the prequels are very important in that respect, and that's why I like to focus on the Clone Wars. Um, that's sure. why they're my favorite in and of itself. Great. No, that's great, man. Like, I, I haven't heard that, to be honest. Like, people bring up the Clone Wars as often. That's usually just one of the episodes in the saga, but that's a very important point that you made, um, how it connects everything, ties it in, uh, and it's an important chapter, right? Um, that I'm actually, you know, I haven't <laughs> completed the series. I'm still a Padawan, um, so I'm, I'm almost there. Uh, I got a season down. But I intend to uh, complete it, and I will definitely know, uh, let you know, Joe, how I feel about it, or should I say, General Minas. But uh, getting back into the franchise, uh, we've already established our reverence for it. Um, you know, provided us a lot of memories, as for it did, as it did for mi- millions of people around the world. Uh, but there are have there have been entries uh, in the series that many deem to be unworthy. Uh, what entry in the series do you most dislike <laughs> and wish to be removed from canon, if you had the choice, Alex? I'll get back to you. All the new ones, everything after every single one, eh? Seven, eight, nine. I watched them once in theaters. I'll never watch them again. They don't count. I'm trying to forget about them. I don't want to remember them. Hundred percent. Off the new Lego game. I didn't even play those last three ones. I'm not. I'm not touching those. I, yeah. Okay. So you, you just you just convinced me not to get it because I was on the fence. I'm like, should I get a new game for the Switch? What should I get? And it's like I don't know if I can get into the Star Wars game after what happened. You know, the Travis. I'm not touching those later movies. Like to me, they were just poorly written. The fact that they went in without a plan, you know, changing directors halfway, it just it yeah, just, it, there wasn't a plan. Like George Lucas had a plan. He wrote the originals. Yeah. Up with the prequels, were like he had a plan. He knew what was going to happen in Episode Three, like how it was going to shift to Vader. He, had, he knew what everything was going to happen. Even the whole Clone Wars, when he wrote the fourth movie and then Obi-Wan mentions the Clone Wars. He already had something in his mind about that. And then they actually ended up making a show about it, which was... Yeah, that's why they brought him... Uh, what is Dave Fellini? Is that his name? Dave Fellini, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they brought him... Yeah, they, they encouraged his ideas. Like, he was on there as, like, a creative consultant and executive producer because, like you said, they don't... He didn't just mention it just to mention it. He clearly yeah. was thinking about how this lore time ties into everything. And even 7, 8, and 9, he actually approached... When he sold it, poor guy <laughs> apparently he was a really nice guy he's like by the way like i have these ideas did you want me to like discuss them before we continue and they're like yeah yeah we'll think about it and they brushed them off that's literally how the story went they said yeah yeah and they told they ghosted him uh as a millennial would put it so yeah man like uh i agree with you uh the only wait, wait, one wait, that did he did he get ghosted or did he get force ghosted 
Force Ghost. I think I think Force Ghost <laughs> would be more applicable in this situation. But honestly, man, like for me, I'll just speak uh, quickly. Uh, Force Awakens. Um, the only reason, like, I agree with you uh, with the the whole trilogy. I'll, I'll argue Force Awakens. I think the only thing I'm attached to is that I that feeling it gave me. Because when I watched in the theater, I was just so exciting. My imagination was going, running wild. So every time I watch it, it actually brings me back to like that hope that, oh, eight and nine's not out yet. But I know that obviously that's not the case. But eight, episode eight specifically, the reason why episode eight for me, man, is because that was like the turning point. That's when everything just crumbled. Um, people might argue like, oh, you're just a Star Wars nerd. Like, you know, you got to look at it from a bigger picture. And it's like, no, you idiot. From a filmmaking perspective, storytelling, like nothing happened. There was no arc. There was no change. There was no moral like story at the end. I like everything was building up to uh, Ray going to the dark side, in my opinion, and they should have pulled the trigger and done that move and like really changed the game because it would have made sense. Um, yeah. And it, it would at least given a compelling story and made you excited for episode nine. Um, but yeah, that's just my point. I always, I, I talk, talk about it at, at nauseum, but yeah, number eight for sure is probably the only one I have the most hatred for number nine. I actually don't even like, I can't even look at, I ever think about because it's like, it's just like a, waste of time abomination yeah like it's like how the fuck did it even come out like it came out really because they just told people there was gonna be three movies you know what i mean um because if it's if it was any other series it'd be like yeah we're, we're canceling it too <laughs> we're canceling after the eighth one um but yeah like i can't even think of nine i'm like i can't even believe they made it um so yeah like number eight man for me is just like a huge disgrace and disappointment to uh, everything we hold dear about star wars yeah so, I remember yeah sorry go ahead it was like the seventh wasn't a great movie, but like you could see, like I didn't like how it was almost like a Death Star 2.0 everything. Yeah. But you like there was a vision. They had a plan. It wasn't the best movie, but you could see like oh, they're moving somewhere, you know. But you got, got you. Ex let's be honest, man. I got you excited. You're like thinking about, and then you start on YouTube, and you're like, yo, this. Could